Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. Historically, the job of a convention and visitors bureau has been to attract visitors to a destination, but we need to change that thinking, believes Jack Johnson, who is the chief advocacy officer for Destinations International. Really the best way to make a place more alluring for visitors, including meetings, is to consider the local residents your most important clients and to make significant changes so that it's a better place to live. This isn't a new concept, but the pandemic has fast-tracked the timeline for making it happen. I am fortunate to have some time with Jack Johnson to discuss why it is now more critical than ever to transform the business model of DMOs. This episode is brought to you by Visit Long Beach. That retro, cool style of flying is back with Long Beach Airport's sleek, resort-style atmosphere. Named one of the 10 most beautiful airports in the world by the BBC, it's a breeze getting in and out of LGB. Only six miles from downtown Long Beach's Ocean View restaurants, world-class attractions, arts and culture, and exciting waterfront activities, this gorgeous five-mile beach city is in the heart of SoCal, making it the ultimate destination for both meetings and play. Long Beach Airport is your perfect start to amazing experiences. So I feel like I've been to the DI Annual Convention before, and I've heard you speak about how DMOs really need to reinvent themselves and become a part of their communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the things that were brought up in the Destination Next session that we both just sat through. And my sense is that the pandemic accelerated that process in a lot of ways and the urgency mm-hmm. for that process. And just wanted to get your take on what you're seeing. And When I did the Community Shared Value keynote speech in 2019, at the mm-hmm. conference in St. Louis. St. Louis. We were thinking it would take about anywhere between four to eight years for the industry to kind of pivot mm-hmm. to start looking at their community and involving their community, investing in the, in the community, and just looking at them as the ultimate reason why they do everything. Mm-hmm. As soon as the pandemic hit, it's like, turn now. Right. We've spent a lot of time looking at the pandemic itself, just what changes are, is, is the pandemic coming going to bring us and in the end it's very few what the pandemic did like you just said is it accelerated everything so every trend that was already there and things that we were already talking about it just shifted the time window destination organizations had to to shift that focus on the community and it's been very rewarding i just hope that they will keep moving down that direction right they were able to focus on that in, in a sense because they didn't have meetings to focus <laughs> right, on. <laughs> right, right, right. Like the only customers we have are in town and they won't come inside. Yes. It's a starting point. What really happened, though, is where I think it's going to have a long-term impact is destination organizations were finally finding themselves in meetings, regular recurring meetings where they never were before or where meetings should have existed but didn't exist. So you're not, you've got 
PR people who are talking to other PR people in the government and other major industry and stuff like that. Coordination going all over the place between government, between the private sector, between the universities and schools and stuff like that, and uh, the destination organization. I think there was a a big wake up initially by uh, local government in particular when the hotel tax just kind of dried up. Right. How important that was. I mean, they always knew that, but they they. It's just like it was an alarm bell. What they have found out since, though, is the destination organization knows everyone in town. They know all the people they have to pull together for a meeting. They know we need to find housing for workers and stuff like that. Call the destination organization. They know all these people. So they've now proving their value, which is also great in the meetings and convention field because one of the things we've already been saying and one of the things that popped up in the Destinations Next report is this alignment with the community and the community... Being, being invested in those community goals, but that also allows you to get the community to help you find meetings that are maybe preferred because of industry relations or people who have our memberships of things that can actually help us bring meetings. And it also, now that they've made that outreach and connections throughout the local you know, ecosystem, they can help build events, build meetings, bring in speakers and stuff like that. They're much better prepared, I think, to help the event producers right. and meeting producers. Because they've met other people in the community with specific knowledge and even mm-hmm. in the healthcare field, mm-hmm. you know. And I imagine there was a lot of coordination in using the facility for what the destination needed, which whether that was hospital overflow or vaccinations right, or right. both, you know. I think a lot of uh, beds went unused in convention centers, but yeah, they would have... We never knew. We didn't know. That's the weird thing. I mean, it was, we did not know what we were facing until about six months into it, really. Yeah. So the ability to turn to the, this, our community to help was critical. Right. Right. And do you, do you feel that that will continue? I mean, it was, it was out of necessity, but just the, the drive to improve the community for the residents, which you had talked about in 2019. Yeah, I think it will. I hope it will. It's 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 on the destination organizations to make sure that that continues and actually grows. We have our advocacy summit this year is uh, in the end of October, and our our theme is moving forward with intent. You now, the message I have for everyone is you know it's time to be proactive. It's time to get out there. The sheer amount of information that is available to destination organizations that communities right. would love to have, economic development people would love to have, uh, you know, the budget people in the government would love to see that information. You know, instead of always waiting until you're attacked to throw out the information right. and stuff like that, push it out there. Use, use this data information you have for advocacy. You've got all these new connections. You've got all these meetings. Let's talk about how do you build a, a tourism economy that everyone feels included in? How right. do you connect the people right. to the jobs? I mean, that's that's going to be huge. Um, one of the things I've always loved about Columbus is the mayor there has been so focused on everyone has access to all the benefits of things like economic development, and that includes tourism. So when he looks at tourism, he looks at also transportation. So how does workers right. get to where they have to be? And that's a more integrated approach that I think the destination organization has to take a leadership role in. Right. And it's so important, especially now, in terms of staffing issues. Huge. So you need to help the people who need work 
get to the hotels and the the venues that need workers. Right. I mean, there's problems going beyond transportation right now. Yeah, but I mean, transportation is a key thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I wish it was as simple as eliminating the $300 top on the uh, unemployment insurance, but it's not. It is more complex in terms of how does a worker get to work from home to work? Mm -hmm. Where do they have to live based on their income or whatever? Right. What is that job like? Does childcare come involved in all this? We're going to go back to values, which is incredibly important. Then understanding the community that you're relying on to be your you know, ambassadors is going to be critical. I think we're going to have to find ways to make those jobs either pay better or are better in some way. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I don't know the solution yet. But, but And it's difficult to have that kind of, to find that kind of solution when most of the sector is cash-strapped. Cash yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the solution isn't just on us. you got to have everyone in that community on the table talking yeah. about that. And that's where I think these, these relationships, hopefully, and these meetings that they've built up over the pandemic can t- continue that and just let's pivot it to other discussions about the community. Yeah. Um, one of my great successes in Chicago when we were there was getting the the mayor and the Department of Transportation to understand the impact that transportation decisions were making on people going to and from the apartment place, just visitors in general, to the point where we actually now had, and I hope they still do it, there's a little list of 10 things you have to check off. And one of them is what is the impact of this project for good or for bad on the tourism economy? That's the type of thing that has to be everywhere. Right. And so now the visibility of the importance of tourism and, you know, business travel really skyrocketed when, as you said, the bed taxes went away Mm -hmm. and they realized, gosh, you know, we've been relying on that. I mean, do you see, even for the tourism sector and for DMOs, the the funding model changing as a result of this experience? That's our hope and that's what we're going to push for. The speech I gave last year was, you know, it's time to... The the pandemic has given us an opportunity, and let's not forget the loss and the pain and the hurt that it all caused, but it also created this opportunity, and it's time to look at that funding model. As long as a destination organization is purely tied to a hotel tax, then their agenda is always going to be to fill hotel rooms. And that's, you can make the argument that that using tax money for that is kind of like corporate welfare. Right. But if the mission of the destination organization is to build that community, to build that economy, to own and protect the brand of the destination, which I think is the most important thing the destination organization has, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, you're going to fill hotel rooms because that's the way you do it. But that's not the ultimate goal. It's a means of getting to an end. Yeah. Um, I mean, why do people decide to come to a destination? Because they love it. Because it's easy to get around. It's easy to get to. It's easy mm-hmm. to be there. They good don't feel threatened. Yeah. They've heard good things about it. It's Food's safe. Safety is right. going to be a big thing. Right. Um, and I think it's important that destination organizations take a leadership role there right. also. People should feel safe, both from a, a health perspective, but just from a crime and safety perspective. Right. There's a lot of civic areas that destination organizations should be involved and I'm not saying they should lead them all mm-hmm. but in order for and again you saw this trend in the destination next study without the industry and the government and just the kind of the general 
feeling of the community and the destination organization, if they're not all aligned together, if they're not all working for the same thing, you're courting problems. Right. Actually, things are going to break down. Right, right. Let's stay on funding for a second. Okay. Like, ideally, would it be government funding and and local businesses funding the DMO? Yeah, we put out a model last year that basically broke it into four buckets. I would still expect funding to come from what we call the usual suspects. So mm-hmm. the hospitality industry is the first recipient of mm-hmm. you know, the, the benefits that come from travel. So I expect the hotel's tax to be still part of this equation. Yeah. But so are restaurants, and so are airports and taxis. And right. there are multiple other hospitality sources, and everyone should be paying into this, and maybe you lessen the burden for everyone by spreading it out across. Government has a role to play here, and I actually think it goes beyond just taking a portion of the hotel tax and or restaurant tax or something like that and investing it in the destination organization. I think you should take money out of the general fund and send it that way. I think there right. should be a, a federal grant program for destination organizations to build economic development strategies right. and branding strategies for their for their destination. That, that's the type of thing they should be investing in in order to build the economy. And then the third group is what we call the unusual suspects. And that's your business associations and key businesses and things like universities and hospitals. Mm -hmm. Anyone who benefits from a very positive brand and a positive portrayal and a successful promotional campaign for a destination really should have some skin in the game. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it should be the same level as a hotel, but rental rates go up if you are a successful destination. Hospitals succeed universities sports teams succeed because they can attract the people but yeah i'll go play there or i'll go, right. I'll go work there I, or it's incredible i mean it's more important actually for the university to attract that good talent on the professional side and then the students will follow we've always talked about you know it starts with a brand maybe the one thing starts with a, a visit mm-hmm. maybe the one thing that's changed after the pandemic or accelerated at least is i now think it really starts with a brand Right. It starts with a concept, an image of a place yeah. that makes you want to go there. Right. And now that people can move around and live multiple places, yeah, That's it's more important than ever. That's such a game changer, isn't it? It, it, it is. really is. It really is. And I know a number of people who, you know, just sold their houses. And Look at me. I'm moving <laughs> to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you, you realize that you can get anything done from anywhere. Depending on the job. I, I, right. I think it's going to be important for a destination organization to have uh, people in their office because yeah. there's a visibility element there. But talent acquisition is the number one you know, currency out there for attracting new business and right. new investment. And talent goes where people want to visit. Yeah, right. Or they go where people want to meet. Yeah. Um, I'm still more likely to go... I can't go to every meeting and every convention. Going to places that I know that I love or places I've never been, those kind of get to the top of the list. I know. What would you like to see DMOs doing immediately that they're not doing or that some aren't doing? Uh, Many are doing, and they just all need to do it together and better. Two things, actually. One is this community shared value that we've talked about, which which is a 
a pivot shift. It's not the question of, okay, now we do a uh, resident sentiment survey and now we have a, a newsletter that's aimed at the community and, and now we have an About Us page on our website. That's, right. It's a total shift in the way you think. So if you're deciding to go after business, it's like, well, how does that impact the, indus- the, the community? So are those... You know, why does Chicago go after so many food shows? I mean, it's actually good for the Chicago economy. Right. Um, the way it's all laid out. There are certain shows you go after because it's good for the local economy. There are people in your community that connect you to that. So that's, it affects the way you sell. It affects the way you market. Everyone, development of the brand itself needs to be reflecting the whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of, of infusing everything with equity and inclusion and diversity, you need to not just say it you actually have to be that destination that represents everyone in that community the worst thing i hear is when someone says, looks at a, a promotional campaign says that's not my town that's not my town yeah that's yeah. downtown that's just downtown oh it doesn't reflect me well the brand should reflect the whole community and the yeah. whole community should have ownership so moving down that whole road and making this full-fledged pivot yeah. to the idea that you are responsible for community development, for lack of a better word. I think you're going to see values playing a much bigger role in attracting Mm -hmm. um, not just visitors, but truly attracting business Mm -hmm. meetings, attracting association meetings, anything like that. I think a destination organization needs to really think about what does the industry values, and they actually don't have to think about that because we did it for them. Um, but they also have to think about what, what are the values of their organization and start building out their efforts or their outreach right. or sales stuff from that spot. Right. Because I think values is like the way to go. Yeah. Everything should be based on some sort I of mean, values that people can of, connect to. Yeah. Another interesting thing is we did um, a survey earlier in the year about destination decisions and how how COVID has affected Mm -hmm. people's decisions and factors that go into decisions. And political leanings of the destination are a factor. I mean, there was like a 34% won't go to a red, you know, destination and 31% won't go to a blue destination. I mean, it was just... The population is kind of self-sorting itself. Yeah, it's a a lot. One group visits one place, one group visits the other place, one lives in another place, they... Even the, the right. moving decisions that are yeah. being made now are. Yeah. And even how way. COVID was handled, that was a factor too. Like, some want a, a lax destination. Like, you know, a lot of people went to Arizona during the year, and some want a much more um, strict COVID culture destination where people are more cautious. New York City is, and, and DC have remained very cautious that the citizens are wearing masks, Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. if they're vaccinated. I don't know if you're aware, we are releasing uh, the Community Shared Value Workbook tomorrow. Okay. And it's basically what we did was try to identify those values that any destination organization should have. And I'm happy to email it to you today if you want. That would be great. And we identified nine values. We, we spent a lot of time actually trying to figure out what the values were. We had eight, we had six, we had seven, we had 12. We, you know, we talked to lots of groups. Um, we went to the association forum and did a workshop there with mm-hmm. meeting stuff. We've gone to hoteliers. We've gone to our members, obviously. We did settle on eight, and we just had them on the wall. We're trying to figure out how do we want to showcase them. Right. And then I, you started connecting, and it's like, hold it, there's a roadway here. There's a roadmap. 
We now added a ninth. Starting with passion and ending with relevance, but the idea is by embracing each one of these, one after the other, you automatically become this community shared value. You automatically make this pivot. But you bring in things like inclusion. You you bring in things like uh, transparency Mm -hmm. because you build trust with the communities. You build trust with your business partners. You build trust with the, the folks you're pursuing shows or meetings or events and just keep building on that into collaboration and innovation and mm-hmm. by the time you're done literally you have a you are really a true community shared value yeah so. one more question who just came out saying that there are three million weekly cases of covid new cases you know globally now like I feel like we were starting to breathe a sigh of relief and felt like, you know, mm-hmm. vaccinations are going up and we see the light. And like, now do we still see the light? You know, <laughs> just, um, uh, we have to do something yeah. about a better system of delivering vaccines worldwide. Yeah. I'm grateful that I live in a country that could afford and I know. had makers of vaccines in their country that would put us to the top of the list. Yeah. So after 9-11, when you know tools of travel were used as weapons and then followed by a recession that went with that and then after the great recession which really struck at the heart of our economies it almost went into the depth of the depression um, we've always come back and we've come back bigger what's happening in india and china and brazil and you know anywhere in europe anywhere in latin america anywhere in north america that it, it all affects each one of us right, right. I mean, I think what you see with the supply chains issues that are coming out, and a lot of that's really COVID-related because they can't move stuff quickly. They right. can't move it the same way they've been right. before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Oh, I'll nice. do, do the modern elbow tap. <laughs> yeah. But nice to catch up with you, Jack. Thank you. Anytime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Long Beach. That retro, cool style of flying is back with Long Beach Airport's sleek, resort-style atmosphere. Named one of the 10 most beautiful airports in the world by the BBC, it's a breeze getting in and out of LGB. Only six miles from downtown Long Beach's Ocean View restaurants, world-class attractions, arts and culture, and exciting waterfront activities, this gorgeous five-mile beach city is in the heart of SoCal, making it the ultimate destination for both meetings and play. Long Beach Airport is your perfect start to amazing experiences. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.